Hello and welcome to You Just Got Homeschooled. This is RJ and today I want to talk about the beautiful thing that people are waking up to what's going on. So let me get started here. Um, I work in an industry that services homeschool families, basically. I work for a charter school and our job is to help homeschool families or help families learn how to homeschool. Now, I want to make a distinction here. There are two different types of families. Um, This is one that we make, or at least I make, and some of my colleagues make. It may not be something that's acknowledged by those in power, but there are two different types of families. There are homeschool families and there are independent study families, and they are different. Independent study families um, are trying to do public school functionally at home. So that might look like a textbook, that might look like a a pre-canned online type program, or something similar. And then homeschool families are a little less like that. Their, their goal is not to recreate the public school in their home. And so oftentimes, um, and, and, and there's some leeway in this in the sense that there may be one class or a couple of classes that look more straight up homeschool um, or straight up independent study. But generally, a homeschool family is a little bit more hands-on, a little bit more dynamic. There's a little bit more variability, and it's not often a rote curriculum that they're working from, at least on a year-to-year basis. And it has also been my experience that new-to-homeschool families tend to lean more towards school at home, um, independent study. And uh, the other thing that defines independent study is that oftentimes parents don't want to be involved very heavily in the actual teaching of their kids, as our homeschool families oftentimes do. And so, um, where was I going with that? Basically, there's a difference there. And so, but I think people are waking up. And I know this because I have seen the numbers of people who are choosing to homeschool grow rapidly. Now, I can't speak for the rest of the United States, um, but I do know in my area in Southern California, um, we have seen just a huge amount of growth. Uh, I, I want to say since I started working triple, quadruple, so three years, quadruple the number of people um, on average. And it's been both people who are, uh, I mean, the whole spectrum, everywhere from people who are doing it for religious reasons to people who are doing it for um, just practical reasons, like the kids are sick or they want to live a different lifestyle, right? As um, the online space is growing and the ability to do your job from anywhere is growing. There are people who are just like, I don't want to be stuck at home for nine months out of the year or 10 months out of the year so that my kids can go to regular school. And so I want to homeschool. And so I think people are waking up for a lot of reasons. I think one, um, the world has changed, right? That's, that's a big one. Uh, it used to be that if you wanted to have a stable source of income, you had to get a job and you had to go to that job every day from nine to five or whatever your, your shift was every single day, five days a week or more in order to make ends meet. And now the world isn't like that. The internet has changed that. My wife um, works with people. I have met people. I know people who do not have a job that looks anything like that, that they can be sitting on a beach in Maui and doing the exact same job and making the exact same amount of money as if they were sitting at a desk in L.A., or in Idaho, or Kansas, or anywhere, right? And, and, and there's more and more space in there as, as our culture shifts and buys more and more stuff online. Not just physical things, but also services. Um, you can do anything online. You can go to traffic school online. You can learn a new language online. You can, you know, so um, there's that. So our culture is changing, and, and 
that then also lends itself to this, that um, I think people are beginning to question the relevance of school the way it's been done for the last hundred years. Um, in the sense that the skills that they teach in school are not oftentimes directly related to the skills you need in life. Um, I went to public schools, K through 12, and I was taught very little in the way of the kinds of things I actually need in order to operate in this new environment. And this is evidenced by the fact that I literally graduated college, got married, and could not find a job because of the economic collapse of 2008. So even though I had a college degree, I couldn't even get a job as a cashier um, because I was considered too highly qualified for that job, um, even though I was willing to work for you know, minimum wage functionally. And real-world skills don't translate anymore. Academics has become less and less about real-world skills and the skills you need, in order, need to do in order to get a job and more and more about going to college. So then you go to college because that's what you were promised. You go to college, right? Then you get a good job. The problem is, is that now there's more college graduates than there's ever been and there's not the room for it. And they didn't necessarily teach you the skills that you need to get the jobs that you need to have, right? In order to, to pay off your student loan debt. And so there's this problem where ac- the academy... The academia has shifted the way that it works. And so now all of K-12 is there to get you into college. And then college is there to get you into grad school. And grad school is there to maybe get you into a field. But there's only so many positions that are available in any given field, right? Because otherwise you, there's just no space. And because of the way ac- the academy does, uh, academia works, is you is the jobs you're often pushed to are not the jobs where they're not the fields where there are jobs in order to go. We need more engineers. We need more doctors. But those aren't the places you're pushed. You're pushed to the humanities. You know, arts degrees, music degrees, things like that. And it's not that those things are bad. I think that, that knowledge for knowledge's sake is wonderful and good. But what I was told, right, is I go to, I go to school. I go to K through 12 so I can go into college. I go to college and I get a job. But then there's no jobs because what we need is mechanics, what we need is air conditioner, like HVAC. What we need is um, welders. What we need is construction workers. What we need is other things, like real jo- like physical jobs. And yet we have all these people coming out of schools, colleges with all this debt. And so people are beginning to shift and realize, wait a second, I can learn everything online. I mean, I get the piece of paper, but I can learn everything online that I need to do any job that I want to do. But I can make more money doing something else. And I don't need to pay you for that. So just a piece of paper. And even big companies are beginning to understand this. They're beginning to realize that just because you have a piece of paper, right, with a seal on it that says that you know this stuff doesn't mean you know that stuff. And so I think that's another great shift that's happening in our society. The internet has changed the world. It's like an industrial, in fact, it is the industrial revolution. It's just a different kind of industry where everything has changed. And so I think people are waking up that the schools are training you for jobs that don't exist. Having a bell ring, doing the thing, going to the other thing, that is perfect if you work in a factory, but how many of us work in factories? And it's not to say that factory work is bad. I have many family members who have worked in factories, and some of them still do work in factories. And, and that's great. But at the end of the day, that's not the majority of people anymore. Not in our country anymore, anyways. And not in many of the Western world, many of the countries of the Western world. And so... There's those two factors. Then there's the political factor in the sense that there's politicians making decisions about education when it seems to be that they've never met a student. 
Like, I'm not even sure if they know their own kids' names sometimes, the way that they act and treat and the decisions they make. Um, and it just blows my mind. And then on top of that, oftentimes they send their kids to private schools. And I'm like, well, you're making a decision about what should be taught in a public school, but you don't use a public school and you're not sending your kids there. And so that political realm of just having politicians that are variable, that are there to get votes and not necessarily there to make good decisions for kids, um, that becomes a concern for people. I know that recently, much of the influx that we have seen um, with or the growth of homeschool that I've seen in Southern California has to do with the laws that have changed at the state level that have been implementing. And another burst came um, a few years ago when Common Core really took, really hit hard, um, where people were like, wait a second, I don't think I want this. And so these top-down dictates create problems um, in society and, and um, or I create fear, create concern, because now I begin to recognize just how, just what is being taught to my students. In fact, I, I recently met a family that is in a very similar situation where um, they were okay with their kids in public school and they really liked certain classes and really liked or didn't like other things. And then they had a friend who, who worked in the school system that they felt confident as long as he was there, they would be okay. He ended up not being able to take the pressure anymore because of the, just the weight and responsibility and the, the, the culture um, that was being pushed on him. So he up and left and they decided it was time to pull their kids out of public school and to homeschool them. And I think that was a really courageous decision um, because it's not easy. It's not easy to go from my kids are gone for seven, eight hours every day to my kids are home, all of them, and they're all in different places and they all need different kinds of you know, help and work and I need to organize all of this. And, and so you get that reason. And then you have the religious reason. As our culture shifts and it becomes less and less acceptable to be anything other than what society has told you to be, right? This is the bullying that you see in our society where if you don't believe what I believe, you're a blank, fill in the blank. You're intolerant, you're a racist, you're a bigot, you're a misogynist, you're a, you just go down the list, right? Of let's just keep listing out all the things that you are, which is, I mean, think about this. How is that any different than name calling from a seventh grade boy who calls a little kid, oh, you're a wimp, you're a runt, you're a, I'm just trying to demean you rather than engage you and, and, and helping. But this is what our society does, um, at least in the United States right now. And um, the parents are realizing that like, wait, Mike, like, I don't, I feel like I'm being attacked and it's not even me. You're attacking my kids and that's not okay. And so people are living, leaving the public schools for religious reasons um, because they feel like their belief system is being an, attacked and their, their belief system is being undermined by the schools. It's no longer about teaching English. It's about having a point to teaching English. We're going to teach English so that you understand what the right way to think is about sexuality, about history, about anything, right? Um, science, that you have the right perspective on things as defined by us rather than defined by um, a sacred text, rather than defined by tradition, rather than defined by scientific fact even. It's whatever we feel like right now, um, seemingly, because we won't even engage in discussion, meaningful, non-name-calling discussion on things. And so I think people are waking up. They're beginning to see what's happening. They're beginning to see um, the, the threats and the dangers to their kids, 
to um, their, their, their faith, whatever that is, their belief system, their politics, and they're beginning to see that the people in charge may not really care about your kids. Instead, they care about making sure their evaluations are good, that they get reelected, that their bonuses don't get dropped, right? Their scores go up. I mean, I know that even when I was in school, you know, in high school over 15 years ago, that we had a special period created into the day my sophomore year, from sophomore year on, that was there just to help us learn uh, test prep skills. Every day, we had 25 minutes that was supposed to be for test prep skills. Why? Because what is the arbiter of truth or arbiter of the money, right, really, at the school? How kids score on the test? So instead of actually teaching the kids and allowing them to learn and then, and then saying the test is not an end-all, be-all, we're going to set aside 20, 25 minutes every day that could be used for something else, that could be used for actual education. Instead, so we're going to set it aside so you can learn test prep skills so that hopefully come the day of the test with no incentive other than we told you to, you maybe you should you know, test really well on this. And, so, and, it, and it blows my mind. They're like, well, why didn't you test well? Or why didn't the school test well? Because there's no incentive. It means nothing. It's just another day I got to do, do something. There's no good, no good for me at the end. Because whether you believe it or not, humans are relatively selfish. We like to do things because they're good for us. And there's no apparent reason why testing well is good for us. It's good for the school, which is why they're willing to invest time. So I just want to encourage you in all of that, that um, people are waking up, that you're not alone if you're just coming to this. And um, if you are doing it for a while, the numbers are growing and there's going to be more and more like-minded people um, around you. And that, that is a great thing for you because we can then clump together and not form our own schools per se, but to have our own communities where our kids can have friends, we can learn off each other. Um, if you're really good at baking and you know the family down the street, they're not really good or you, they just need a different teacher, you can be like, come over to my house and let's bake. And you know maybe dad's really good at welding or auto shop or you know take your pick anything and everything because i know you give me a classroom full of kids who want to learn about history i'm all over it because i love history and i will teach it because i enjoy it and i'm sure there are parents like that there are adults like that all over the place who are just like please give me you know like i'm willing to help you out because i love what i do and the beautiful part is we're not all the same we all love something a little bit different we all geek out or nerd out over something different it could be soccer could be sewing, you know, it doesn't matter what it is. And there, there's kids who will benefit from learning from that. And, there, and as more people come to the conclusion that the system that has been operating for the last hundred years and is no longer working, is just, is doing that, no longer working, um, the communities will grow and the opportunities will grow. Um, so I, I hope you found this encouraging. Um, that's what it's meant to be, uh, that, that there are more like you, that the numbers are growing and that there's good reasons for it. And if you left for any one of those reasons or even other ones, that's still good. And um, you're making a good decision, a wise decision, a decision that says, I love my kids and I love them more than I love my free time <laughs> and um, more than I love the, the stress-freeness of being able to drop them off at school because um, it is a pain in the butt. I know because I'm about to have kid number five and five kids is a lot of kids to have at home when you're trying to do a full-time job. Um, so... Um, be encouraged by this. You know, if you like this episode, please like, subscribe, write a review, hit the stars or the buttons. Um, follow us on Instagram, Homeschooled Podcast, and I hope to see you again soon.